Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It is Kansia Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Wild week one in college football. Aaron Judge hit yet another home run. He's up to 54. And, of course, we got the NFL starting as early as Thursday, where, yes, defending Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams, are home underdog, believe it or not, against the Buffalo Bills. Can't wait for it. And news in the world of the Dallas Cowboys. Todd Archer, ESPN NFL Nation Cowboys reporter, joining Peter Burns and Katie George here in the show presented by Progressive Insurance. A big signing, Jason Peters. Is that a big signing, Todd? Do they really need him right now? That's how bad the offensive line is for the Cowboys? Yeah, I noticed the question that you're asking with that inflection. If it is a big signing, he's a big dude, that's for sure. So I guess in one way it's it's a big signing, but it does fill a need with Tyron Smith out at least until December with the torn hamstring to require the surgery. They have Tyler Smith, their first-round pick. If he didn't pan out or if he got hurt or whatever happened, they didn't have anybody else to go to that, that would be better than Jason Peters, even a 40-year-old Jason Peters who wasn't around for a training camp or an off-season program. So it maybe not a big signing, but potentially a smart signing and he's really just starting off now on the practice squad with the new rules, and they can work him in or ramp him up slowly as opposed to saying, okay, week one, you're the guy. And that, that wouldn't be a good situation for him or, or the Cowboys. But I think it, this is, it, it solves one of their issues as a backup swing tackle should Tyler Smith not pan out or something happen to Terrence Steele, their right tackle. But clearly, if this was 10 years ago, it would have been a big signing. <laughs> now it's a now it's a maybe a smart signing. Todd, you know as well as I do and PB knows that uh, here at ESPN, uh, some people like to make some hot takes. Some are really good takes for certain teams and some are not so much. And always, always, always topic of mind is the Cowboys. What do you feel like the realistic expectations for this Cowboys team is moving into the season? make the playoffs and potentially win the division. And, you know, and, and I was thinking that even before Tyron Smith uh, got hurt, I thought that's where their okay. team really kind of was. Uh, they, they didn't add anything to a 12 and five team from a year ago. In fact, they lost pieces in Amari Cooper and Randy Gregory, Lael Collins uh, and a couple of other guys didn't make any substantial upgrades anywhere, but I think they're, there will be improvement from within, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And for years, you know, the, the Cowboys have been carried by their offense. You know, go back, I, you know, you look at the triplets with Aikman and Irvin and, and Emmett yep. Smith winning Super Bowls. And even after that with Romo and Jason Witten and Terrell Owens and then Des Bryant and Miles Austin, all these guys and Dak and Zeke. Now, really, I think they're going to be winning games with their defense this year more than they probably ever had since I've been covering them since 03. You might have to go back to Parcells first year in the number one league defense in the league where they did win a lot of games uh, on defense. I think that's going to be their formula for success, not outscoring them, which is kind of what they were the last few years. And even last year when they finished first or second in the league in points. So this seems like a nine and eight, 10 and seven type of season 
you're competing for a wild card, you're competing for the division, and you're getting into the tournament, but I don't know what kind of damage you can do once you get into the tournament. Todd Archer, our NFL Nation Cowboys reporter, joining Peter Burns and Katie George here on Canty and Carlin. And, Todd, we talk so much in the NFL about windows, right? What's the window? They're opening up against Tampa Bay, and I think everybody thought the window for Tom Brady was going to close last year. Of course, Tom, maybe much to the disgust of Giselle, allegedly, is, <laughs> uh, is back. And so their window is still open for the Cowboys. A lot of money tied into Zeke and other and big-time players, is this a win now or you're, you're done and you got to kind of blow this thing up? Or is this window still a couple years uh, open? I, I think it's the, the window is a couple years open because of the youth of the team. There, there's 29 guys in this roster that are three years or less. And a couple of those guys are really good players like Micah Parsons and yeah. Trayvon Diggs, guys, C.D. Lamb, guys like that. So I think the window can stay open. I don't think you'll ever see Jerry Jones admit that this is a blow-it-up situation and, hey, let's start all over. He did that without saying it probably in, in the Dave Campo era when he brought in Parcells where they knew they were going to have to pay their price for some salary cap decisions and winning those Super Bowls. Um, but th- this is a team that, that can win, but they have to hit on almost everything for it to go right. And there is talent on this roster. I mean, I mean our ESPN rankings that we did, the Cowboys had six players inside the top 100 Mm-hmm. It would have had a seventh if not for Tyron Smith's injury. The only team that would have had more would have been the, I believe, was the Chargers. So th- there's talent and ability, and it's just a lot of it is unproven. And then you, you've mentioned Zeke. Likely, maybe, could be his last year because of the contract turns favorable to a degree to the Cowboys because there's no guaranteed money. But Dak Prescott has the second highest cap number le- next year behind yep. Deshaun Watson as it's presently constructed. So there's this this team's window is it kind of opens and closes probably week to week, month to month, uh, with the way that depending on how the seasons go goes. And I don't know if that's a good thing for Mike McCarthy's long term future if if he has the necessary the the, the big window open. And that you're you're such a pro, Todd Archer, because that was going to be the last question: is how much pressure yeah. is on um, Mike McCarthy coming up this season? Because every time I see Sean Payton, I always thought, you know what, it was just a match made in heaven, at least for Sean Payton and the Cowboys. But I don't know if Sean Payton would ever want to go and in, in coach under uh, Jerry Jones' thumb of ownership. So is hot seat to medium seat lukewarm? What is it for Mike? Yeah, I think it has to be hot, right? And it's and it's hot to a degree with a team that they've not made major upgrades to outside the building or outside the draft or or, or big name young guys in their prime that they've added um, through free agency. So it, it's definitely hot. I, I I don't know if if it's going to be Sean Payton necessarily. I, I personally don't think Sean Payton will be this team's next head coach. I think it could be Dan Quinn is more likely the successor than, than Mike McCarthy. And that goes back to what Jerry Jones told us when the season ended about Mike knows he's no, not going to be the coach here forever, and they want to do everything they can to make people think that Dan Quinn could be the Cowboys coach. So in Jerry's mind, all of that made sense. No one else's mind did that make sense because it was undercutting his current head coach by doing it. But th- this Mike McCarthy's not a, he's in an unenviable position as he enters his third season with the Cowboys. Um, yeah, he's got talent, Yeah, he's, but every week will be a referendum on yeah. how he does with Sean Payton looming, Dan Quinn looming, 
whoever you want, Jerry Jones looming, whoever you want to put on it, every week will be a, what did Mike McCarthy do this week? At least McCarthy's got two commas in his annual salary, so I think he'll be uh, resting on a very nice <laughs> mattress at night. Todd Archer, great information on the Dallas Cowboys. We appreciate the time, right? Thanks, Todd. You, you got it. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Of course, they're going to be facing Tom Brady 6-0 and against the Cowboys. Only uh, one of five teams he's undefeated against in his career. And if you're a Cowboys fan, it's amazing how you become this lightning rod of takes like you talked about, Katie. But at some point, you realize the worst free agent signing they ever made was the day that Jerry Jones put his name on that contract to buy the team. They make a lot of money, but what has that really gotten the Dallas Cowboys? It gets them out on television. It gets a lot of notice on, on ESPN radio and, and people talking about it on social media. But it when you come down some to heart, it. heartbreak as well. It, well. But from a business standpoint, Jerry Jones is brilliant. But what he's also robbed is one of the most storied franchises' success. Because at some point, Jerry Jones had to be the man. Jerry had to have his way. And listen, if I was a billionaire and I worked my rear off wildcatting to own an NFL team, I probably would do the same thing that Jerry Jones does, right? But guess what? It's the Stan Kroenke's. It's the other owners out there that say, you know what? Hey, here it is. A boatload of money. I'm going to hire the best people to do the best job, and I'm going to get the hell out of the way. And that's why the Dallas Cowboys will never win another Super Bowl with Jerry Jones as the owner of that team. Peter Burns, Katie George, we continue to move on. Canty and Carlin, your call's coming up next. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We talk about a wild weekend in college football. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash network this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition right now get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save that's the number eight s-a-v-e go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Listen up, I got a story to tell. American Francis TFO just upset Rafael Nadal in the U.S. Open to reach the quarterfinals. So a little uh, USA, USA happening in the U.S. Open of all places. Peter Burns, Katie George here on Canty and Carlo on ESPN Radio. Before we get in back to your phone calls, remember this show is always presented by Progressive Insurance, and the number is 888-SAY-ESPN. Or you can text Katie George at 80... No, I'm just joking. Uh, but you did get a text, Katie, earlier today. I did, actually from the man whose name is on this show. Uh, Chris Carlin texted in. He said, I, oh. I just tuned in while I'm on the road. Since my name is on the show, mm-hmm. humble brag, 
I would like to request four minutes of stand-up comedy from Peter Burns. Thank you. I'll hang up and listen. Not going to happen. Um, What do you mean? Your debut of stand-up comedy on radio went so well the last time. For those who don't know, if you, you know, like when people have like, like they're in these fantasy football leagues and last place has to like, you know, you know, dress up in this outrageous costume outside of like you know a, a busy intersection. Yeah, so or, they have to do like the forty-yard dash, or right, just something ridiculous. You and I once made a wager on our Sunday morning show, which airs by the way seven to ten a.m. every single Sunday morning, called Good Best luck. Week Ever. And I, like an idiot, took the bet. I lost the bet, and I had to do. I think it was three and a half minutes, but it felt like three and a half hours of stand-up comedy. So, again, if you learn nothing from this show, the entire three or four hours we're on air today, know that if you and your boys and your group need a good bet, this is the best bet ever. To make the loser of a bet have to do a couple of minutes of stand-up comedy. I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. If you want to put that wager on losing your fantasy football team, we will allow you to come on our air on Sunday morning and oh. have your friend do it. We'll give you two and a half, three minutes to do their stand-up. It obviously has to be approved by me. I need to know your content. You can't go rogue. It's a family channel, everybody. Uh-huh. Mickey Mouse. But I think we should offer that service. What do you think? It, I, Maybe listen, should I have that approved by the bosses I don't first want, before I, I don't put it out put there? That, I don't want to put that mojo on anybody. I, I It kept me up for like – just like, mind you, mind you, I wanted the wager to be ten dollars. Yeah, you were the one who suggested stand up because I comedy. thought I was going to win the wager, Katie. Nobody, well, nobody makes a wager thinking, "Oh, I'm definitely going to lose this one." Can't wait to do this. And sure enough, this is what happens when you get cocky. Eight 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 say ESPN. Jason in Kansas City, talk to me. Welcome into Candy and Carla. What's going on? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to. Play in as a Cowboys fan. I was born into a family of Cowboys fans. That explains why I'm a, a Cowboys fan in Kansas City. But um, I'm preparing for another disappointing season full of games where I wonder, why do I watch football? Because I just don't expect much from the Cowboys for the very reason that you pointed out, that Jerry Jones won't get out the way. That's all. Jason, really quickly before you go, what's missing? What's been missing Oh, he hung up. Dang it. I wanted to know. As somebody who follows it and watches. What's been missing is common sense. It's what's been missing uh, is what we complain about all the time. It's like egos destroying a locker room. And it's not an ego of a player. It's the ego of an owner. The problem is, is the thing that made Jerry so successful in business is what absolutely destroys and eviscerates the Dallas Cowboys from being a, a, a absolute blue blood when it comes to winning Super Bowls or at least being a contender is the fact that he goes out there and he's looking for a 10x return on something. He got 10x return when he was in his business that led to building the Dallas Cowboys. So every time he looks at drafting a person, he goes out there and tries to draft the value. A person that he thinks, you know what, I think I can get a better deal on it. Or I can go ahead and sign a Jason Peters looking to say, hey, you know what, he was good at one point. A lot of people know who he is. That's not going to help the offensive line at that point. But you know what? We talked about it. You know, Jason Peters, a hell of a name. He was a hell of a name five years ago. He was a hell of a name. And, and are you going to use him it that way? No. And that's the problem. And you can't have a, a leopard change its spots. You, you just can't. And that's who you are. That's the frustration you hear from Jason in Kansas City and Dallas Cowboys fan. James is in Texas. Thanks for joining us here on Canty and Carlin. What's up, James? 
Uh, hi, first time calling in, and um, I wanted to talk about the college football playoffs expansion. I personally don't like it. I wish if they did expand, it would beat it to eight teams. And the reason it's a bad idea is because we're already getting regular double-digit blowouts with four teams. Mm -hmm. It's going to get worse. And the proof is in the numbers. There's been 24 college football playoff games played. And of those 24, only six have been decided by seven or less. And the others have been by 10 all the way up to 35. Now, James, here's where you're wrong. James, you're you're absolutely wrong on this situation. And the reason why is because right now, you know why you're seeing these blowouts? Because the the game of college football has become so top-heavy. Right. Because you know that if you want to contend for a national title, you got to go to one of five or six programs. The, the country club is only going to allow you in if you're the Ohio States, if you end up being the Georgias, the Alabamas. That's where the money flows right now. But if you get to a point where there's more teams, all of a sudden there will be more parity. And oh, by the way, the top four seeds are going to get a buy. So you're going to get end up having five versus 12. You'll six have versus six 11. versus 11. You'll have better games and more of that talent will flow I mean, that way. Think about eight versus nine at somebody's home field, at the number eight seed home oh. field. Imagine imagine that's Wis- – imagine that's mm, – Ole Miss going to Wisconsin. Wisconsin. There you go. Ole Miss going to Wisconsin, playing in the snow in late December, early January. And, yes, they might not win the national title that year. But the fact that they're on that stage, it shows the brand – and it only helps recruiting. And then one player, one standout caliber player, a four-star, a five-star, might say, you know what? Instead of going to Alabama, I want to take my chance. I want to go to Ole Miss. I want to go to Wisconsin. I want to do something a little bit different. And then that's how you can build the program, and there's more parity through it. I think it's going to be a great thing for the game. My biggest problem with it in the past is the fact that we write off great teams. We write off great teams as soon as they lose one game, definitely when they lose two. They're out of the equation. They're out of the conversation. And I think that's a detriment to all these student-athletes, all these coaches, all these programs who work so hard building up to these seasons to have one game slip through the cracks. And then we say, you know what? They're out. Who's left? Who's in? And we only talk about four, five, six different teams throughout the entirety of the season. This keeps the interest, right? The fans interested, invested. This keeps players invested. They Think want of it to this way. Playing. People complain about the bowl games, right, Katie? People are complaining, oh, yes. people are opting out. And, and think of it this way. All they're doing in the college football playoff, really, is taking those bowl games that have kind of lost a little bit of its luster, luster. and mm-hmm. bringing them in to where they still matter in the postseason. Okay? That's really all that they're doing right now. And, and now, guess what? All of a sudden, a Kentucky – all of a sudden, an NC State. All of a sudden, you look at an Arizona State, if they're able to catch fire. Any of these teams, guess what? It's a lot more accessible for them to make it. And I think it becomes more of a national sport as opposed to it becoming such a Southeast-dominant sport that we're seeing right now in college football. Greg is in Mississippi, speaking of the Southeast. Thanks for joining us here in Canty and Carlin. What's up, Greg? Hey, uh, well, first off, let me compliment Katie on the job she did on the broadcast last night. That was that was a great job. I always enjoy you and Tess and uh, and uh, Mr. McElroy. Peter, let me ask you real quick. Uh, it, it, when they when they got it to twenty four twenty three, your LSU guy was there watching in a casino with a lot of LSU folks last night. I thought they would go for two. Had he went for two and he got to two, 
with you, your mood this morning on SEC this morning, last night, when you were live on TV on this show, would be so much different. It'd be the greatest, one of the greatest storied victories in LSU history. And even if they wouldn't have got it, I just felt like he should have went for two because they really they, they would have been fortunate. to You know, like FSU outplayed them, but if you go for two and you win it, we're feeling much different today. The spin on the season going forward is a lot different. Napier and, and uh, Coach Kelly are going to be compared because they come at the same time, big story programs. Yeah. I just get you thoughts. Great. Yeah, and listen, Greg, and thank you so much for, for the kind words of Katie in, in, in watching us. But I will tell you this. Brian Kelly made the right call. Brian Kelly made the right call of going for the extra point because guess what? They had all the momentum of the world. You're in your basically your East home stadium, which is the Superdome. You had Florida State on their heels at that point. You kick the extra point. You get into overtime. You let the band play neck, and you get the hell out of the way. And guess what? It didn't work out. But that's the difference in narratives right now. One play like that, and all of a sudden we're looking at Mike Norvell probably getting fired because he made one of the most bonehead plays in the history of college football by, by having a toss dive when you're on the one-yard line to put the game out of reach. Incredible. Peter Burns, Katie George, we're fired up here in Canty and Carlin. More of your phone calls. We'll talk a little bit about the Clemson game tonight here on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. It is Peter Burns and Katie George in for that dynamic duo. But this show always brought to you by CSX. Move your career forward at CSX. That's CSX.com slash careers. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Katie underscore George 05. Myself at Peter Burns ESPN. We saw Albert Pujols uh, hit 695, his uh, fifth most in Major League Baseball history. I think he signed trying to get to 700. And, of course, we got Aaron Judge hitting number 54 today. But the Dr. Pepper call-in line is open. 888-SAY-ESPN is that phone number. Talking college football, talking NFL, and talking ribs. Cruz is in West Palm Beach. Cruz, you've been you've been holding for like an hour, my my man. What, what what's what's happening? Um, so I'm going in to say my dad's ribs are better than Booger McFarlane's. Now, really, wait Whoa. a minute here. Booger McFarlane yes. came in with a hell of a rib um, recipe over on Labor Day. Is that fair to say, Katie? I mean, yeah. like language. it was language. Cruz, how old are you, buddy? I'm twelve. Okay. Huh. Love that. Okay, all right. Well, why are your dad's why are your dad's ribs better than boogers? What's what's on them? 
Well, What's his process? All he does is put butter and honey on them and put them on the big green egg for three hours. Mm. That's all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Butter and honey? Uh, no, no barbecue sauce? Well, and barbecue sauce, but that's obvious. Oh, now, okay. oh, at 12, when did you start eating ribs here, Cruz? Mm, probably around six. Uh, okay, so you've only got six years of experience, my friend. So, How much here's butter and honey are we talking, do you think? Yeah, do we have a recipe here or what? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about that one. Okay. All right, but just, yeah, I would say a lot. A lot you can't of give away the family secrets yeah, here. Come a lot, on, guys. A lot. Yeah, okay. a lot. Fair. Okay. okay. There How long has your dad been cooking ribs on the green egg? Long mm-hmm. time? Started probably 15 years ago, 20 years ago. I mean, Cruz is all in on this. Yeah, but you know what, know. Cruz? Hit, hit us up on Twitter over on ESPN Radio, and we need we need the entire recipe. We'll make we sure that We want to see a happens. picture, Cruz. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I will. Awesome. Thanks sure for the call, buddy. Not supposed to ask 12-year-olds for a picture at any point, Katie. A Justin picture of the ribs. Illinois, thanks for joining us here on ESPN Radio. You said hell. <laughs> uh, it's hard to Hard to follow that. Uh, How good are your ribs, Justin, like in Justin, Illinois? Are you a rib guy? I, what's going I, on here? I'm a rib guy, but I, I'm just displaced to Illinois. I'm born and raised in Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, but I, I just want to say, I, I, you got that call from a guy named James a while ago mm-hmm. talking about the playoff and how – he wasn't you know, for it. Expanding it, would... yeah. I mean, it—that's ridiculous. You guys already touched on it, but the more you expand it, the more parity you're going to get, especially with the transfer portal now being a big thing. I mean, now, I mean, look at the basketball tournament. I mean, the more teams you got, you got these upsets. People become fans of different teams. I I just don't see why anybody would not want, you know, the tournament to go to at least 16. Yeah, Justin, so here's, here's the deal. Because I've gone back and forth, and thank you for the phone call, my friend. Um, and hopefully you're enjoying Illinois, especially on this fine Labor Day. I I I don't like 16 for no other reason. At some point, there needs to be some salt in the game. There needs to be something at stake other than championships on championship weekend, right? SEC championship, Big Ten championship, all of these conference championships, they, they should matter more than just the trophy. And I think that if you expand it to 16 teams – Let's take let's take the Big Ten and let's say that all of a sudden, or, or let's take SEC. You got Alabama and Georgia facing off in Atlanta for the SEC championship game. There should be a buy at stake, right? There should be something a, a, along with that title. But if there's not, then it's like, all right, whatever. Whoever loses, we're see still in, in the playoff. Weeks. We'll see you in two weeks. No big deal. Like, like at some point, there needs to be a cutoff. And I feel like 12 gets enough of the big conferences, multiple teams in if they deserve it and smaller conferences, an opportunity to play with the big boys and do it to build, to do what Gonzaga did in basketball, which is build a program on, on postseason success. And you know what excites me the most about it? Yes. The four buys gives you skin in the game. Certainly a little bit extra juice, a little bit extra incentive, but the home sites 
for oh. five versus 12, sixes versus 11, seven versus 10, eight versus nine. And yes, they, the, the home team can opt for a neutral site if they see fit. I don't know why you would do that unless there's some kind of issue at your home stadium. But that to me is so unbelievably exciting seeing that happen in playoff football. I cannot, I cannot wait for 2026 or maybe a few years earlier if they if they do approve that. I don't know, how did we even get, I mean, I know it's Labor Day, but how did we even get brought up on, on ribs? Like, where did that Booger come from? Booger, when we, Booger, when we Booger, called, Booger, okay. Yeah, when we called Booger McFarlane, we this asked him, hey, how was your Labor Day going? Show. And he I, became all I dig in it. the whole rib. I dig yeah. it. Ryan's in South Carolina. You have an unreal ribs recipe that uh, – does it include butter and honey, Ryan? Oh, yes. Well, see, here's where here's where my rib-making days came along. Um, early in my 20s, um, learned – got the job at Texas Roadhouse, learned how to do their ribs and okay. their little process. Took a little spike – you know, took a, took a little bit out of that, but um, don't use any of their recipes. Got my own – own stuff, and I got the soon-to-be twelve-year-old sitting right here. He can yeah. he can definitely vouch um, as well that you know the big thing is you got to score the ribs on the underside for the tenderness. Oh, okay. Really, well, just wait. Fall you have to what? Bone. Say that again. You you need to score the ribs on the back side underneath after you take the film off um, okay. uh, oh. off the underneath the ribs, and then you score them. Um, on the back, so they become even more tender as you smoke them or bake them, however you do them. That's Ryan, what, Ryan, what's your son's name? His name is Rowan. Uh, put Rowan on the phone, if you don't mind, because i got to talk to my man right here about the rib situation. Yeah, all right, what's up? Okay, hey, what's up, right. Rowan? Uh, real quick, is your dad, I mean, your dad legit? I mean, these ribs are good, or what are we talking about here? Well, they are, they are they're pretty solid, I will say. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes I can't eat too many of them because they're so freaking filling. Oh, that's that's uh, that's, That's fair. a fair, but fair they statement. They are good. Right. I will. I will say that they are good. They are uh, good. I see you're from South Carolina. So, last question: Gamecocks or Clemson Tigers? You know, you know who you better say. <laughs> oh, is it house divided? Oh, oh are you house divided though? It it sounds like Dad's all in with Shane Beamer's squad. Are you a little bit of a Clemson fan or what? Nope, not at all. Not at all. Okay, not at all. That is that is some. <laughs> Feels oh, like yeah. that was coerced. Are we delighted to Williams Bryce? It looked incredible. What Shane Beamer is building, I had him on my show this morning, is something special. And Gamecocks fans are coming out, and then now you've got some uh, fulfilling ribs to have. And that's going to be a hell of a matchup against uh, Arkansas in Fayetteville coming up next week. Thank you for that phone call. Yes, Katie George. Score the back of the ribs. See? Remove Why the didn't film. I know this? You know I'm a grill master. It's one of my favorite hobbies. <laughs> there is... <laughs> There's a lot of things I would have put on your resume. A grill master is not one that I would have put under Katie George's uh, stuff. All right. Mark in Colorado, Trent Wilmington. We'll get to your phone calls in just a second. Remember, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Your calls and why Mookie Betts has strangers wearing Band-Aids at his house at 2 a.m. That next on ESPN Radio. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Moves on. Peter Burns and Katie George here on this fine Labor Day. 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number. Uh, bad boy in tennis, Katie. I'm... I'm. What am I missing here? Because I know U.S. Open is going on right now. Of course, uh, and Serena had her incredible run come to an end and of an unbelievable career. Which, by the way, I hope that it's not over. But I understand if it is. But w- fill me in on the story that's developing. What's going on here? Well, have you ever seen Nikirgos play? I mean, it's it's an unbelievable, fascinating sight to witness. Is that the he, guy that curses like half the time during his matches and he's all like McEnroe-ish? He's very passionate. He'll throw his racket. You know, just yesterday or the day before, there was a play kind of outside of the court. It was going to be an illegal play. He was never going to be able to, to make it work. But yet he comes over on his opponent's side and still smashes it. And he, he says afterwards, yeah, I figured I'd just probably be on Center if I did that, looking like an idiot. Everybody's going to think I'm an idiot. I find him so frustrating mm. but so fascinating at the same time like the way he goes about his process and the way he plays the game like I want to shake him through my TV but he is great for the game I mean he draws you in you you have so many questions as you watch him you want to learn more about him and just see where it's going to go when he's going to blow a gasket, because that absolutely happens in every match that he plays. And tennis fans, non-tennis fans, get glued to the TV when he's on when he's on the screen, and he's been great for the game as of late. And he's also a heck of a player. He's an incredible player. You have to have that base level, right? Because nobody cares if you're not necessarily good. You have to have a reason for people to hate you, okay? Like Cat Williams, the the comedian, always said, he's like, I love haters. That means I'm doing something right. I am fascinated because if it works for tennis, what's going to happen with golf? Golf, Because, you know, PGA Tour has a bunch of the nice guys, right? But it feels like all of the kind of, quote, bad boys, Phil Mickelson, Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, they've all gone to the live tour, and the question is, Is the, can you have a tour built on just those guys? And can you have a tour built on, quote-unquote, just the nice guys? I don't know. Yeah. I think it works better when you have heroes and villains. I mean, that's, that's entertainment 101 Can at we that just point. take a step back? Bryson DeChambeau is a villain. He's not a bad boy. Those are very different things. <laughs> is there nothing more of an oxymoron than the bad boy of golf? That's like... <laughs> But Justin Thomas, I mean, he loses he, he loses control sometimes. I mean, he shows his emotion. He gets upset. He gets angry. And sometimes that works for him, and sometimes it doesn't. That's the same thing with Kyrgios. You like tuning in because is it going to work for him today, or is it just going to be a disaster? That's why, that's why I like having the bad girl of radio, Katie George, is my co-host. Okay. Peter Burns, Katie George, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. 888-SAY-ESPN is that phone number. Thank you to Kirk Morrison, Brooke Pryor, Eric McLean, Booger McFarlane, Todd Archer. We had that many guests on today's show. I didn't even know we did that. It's a lot to unpack. 
I blacked out because I'm on like two hours of um, you know, no sleep and, and depression after I watched my LSU Tigers fall to Florida State in what was arguably one of the wildest uh, games that we have seen in a long time in college football. We got Clemson, Georgia Tech to finish up week one tonight. Real quick before uh, we get to three and out, Clemson, Georgia Tech final score tonight. Katie oh, will gosh. be uh, what? I'm never good at this. Stuff. I'm never good at that. I don't even know what the spread is, quite honestly. What did Max It's like say? 22 it's like 20 points. points. It's like it's three touchdowns. Yeah, I don't think that Clemson's going to clear the spread, quite honestly. I mean, when they played Georgia Tech a season ago, DJ Uwe Ungalale averaged five yards per pass. That's got to get a whole lot better. Now, I do think Clemson has a dominant defense. I'm so, I'm so curious to see where this Clemson team is at. Now, what we learned from week one, teams that did not play week zero – there was some yeah. uh, kinks to work through. There was definitely some rust, uh, some missed tackles, some errant snaps. Not saying that we're going to see that with Clemson, but week one, there's some struggles that you have to work through in a live game. And so I'm curious to see where they are in their development and where DJ Uli Ungale stands after what was a shaky season a year ago. I just love the fact, and I need Clemson to be good just because it took me six they won months. won 10 games last season. Okay? I, I need them to be really good because it took me six months to, to learn how to pronounce DJ Ua Ungalale. And I want to be able to use it so I seem smart at some point. All right, it is time for a little three and out to put a bow on this show. Let's roll. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is... Three and out. All right, we continue to roll on. Mookie Betts now was, I love what we're doing in some of these Major League Baseball games, is getting the players mic'd up. Dodgers outfielder was on Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN and talked about having uh, an interesting neighborhood in which you never know who's going to show up at what time. One of my good friends, I didn't hang out with him this week, but I talked to him all the time is, uh, since I came out here has been Nelly. Um, and then Chris Paul, um, they live, he lives right around the corner. There you go. Um, you know, I, I mean, uh, it, it's just, uh, there's a lot, there's so many people out here. Uh, it's, it's hard to really, I, well, I ain't going to say we're friends, you know. <laughs> Chris Paul, I, I would consider, you know, friends. Nelly, he comes over to the house at 2 o'clock in the morning and hangs out. So we shoot pool. He's a competitor, so wait, I so would say wait, he's like a big brother. Nelly rolls over at 2 a.m.? Uh, that's, that's when his day starts. Do you think Nelly just, I mean, unannounced? Does he have a key to Mookie Betts' place? Is it, does he know the gate code at this point? Nelly just rolling into your house? It's kind of a humble brag and a flex, isn't it? Uh, I don't know if I have more questions or just want to move on, quite honestly, when it comes to this topic. That was a wild Soundbite. I'm all in for Mookie Betts being I, like I. You know what? I want Mookie Betts wired up for the next time Nelly's over at his house at 2 a.m. That pool, is the type right? programming. That's what they, said. they play pool at I'm 2 a.m. He's a competitive guy. I'm in. I would look at. Uh, I'm ready for that. How about the competitive nature of Jim Harbaugh? I guess letting this Michigan quarterback situation play out a little strange right now, Katie. That you don't just name uh, a, it's a starter and roll with it, Pete. It's uh, it's biblical. Uh, he quoted Solomon. I believe, oh. uh, in his decision-making behind allowing Caden McNamara to go against the Colorado State Rams. He had, what, 136 yards, one TD, 9 of 18. You also got to see Alan Bowman play. J.J. McCarthy also played. Now J.J. McCarthy gets to have his start 
against Hawaii coming up. So he wants to see both of them play in that starting role, and then they'll go from there. Michigan favored by 51 over Hawaii. And by the way, Jets head coach Robert Sala says it's possible for Zach Wilson to start Cougars. Jets, Jets, Jets. Happy about it. It's J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets. Is it going to matter? Good news, right? I, if he's ready, I guess. The answer is I, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Matter. Yeah. <laughs> it matter. I can't figure out if you're a I mean, Jets fan or you're a Jets fan. I am 100% fan. a Jets fan. No, it's just you downtrodden see, Jets fan. It's unbelievable. Um, all right, I think Clemson rolls tonight. I think they will end up seeing that they are playing a whole lot better. She is Katie George. Thanks for carrying us today. I'm Peter Burns. That's been Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio.